Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Well, a big announcement in a moment. A big announcement in a moment, thanks to you. But I'm going to hold off on this. Because, at least for the future of the country, there's something I want to get to here. I watched this Robert Mueller today and I was grinding my teeth with every word that came out of his mouth. Every word. And then afterwards, listening to the legal analysis, I was grinding my teeth even more. I'm going to tell you what I think is going on here and then we'll play some of the audio because many of you actually work for a living and you haven't heard most of this. First of all, let me start this way. In this country, we have something that's called the Bill of Rights. And the Bill of Rights are intended to protect us as individuals from tyranny. Every last one of them. And the Bill of Rights apply to a president of the United States. He's a citizen, too. And there are other factors that are taken into consideration when dealing with the president of the United States, such as he's the head of the executive branch and he needs to protect the executive branch. Now, the Fifth Amendment is what provides us with due process in this country. The Sixth Amendment is what provides us with the right to a jury trial. The 5th, 6th, and 14th Amendments are what provide us with presumption of innocence. And of course, none of those applied against the President of the United States because he is the President of the United States. As you know, because we broke it here first on TV and on radio a couple of years back, there are two memos produced by the Office of Legal Counsel, the Constitution Office, if you will, of the Department of Justice. One prepared under a Republican administration, one prepared under a Democrat administration, going all the way back to almost half a century. Makes abundantly clear that it is the official position of the executive branch via the Department of Justice that you cannot indict a sitting president, not because he's above the law, but because you cannot have an unelected prosecutor, of which there are thousands of federal prosecutors in this country, removing one-third of the government. And you now see how prosecutors can conduct themselves. And there are so many of them. Can you imagine a president of the United States 
with 93 United States Attorney's Office and literally thousands and thousands of assistant U.S. attorneys having to respond to all of them, having to testify before all of them. I heard a, uh, an analysis on my favorite news channel that was exactly wrong. That said that Mr. Mueller was being disingenuous, that of course he can bring an indictment. It's up to the Attorney General to decide whether or not to pursue it. Excuse me, that's not what the memos say. The memos say the President cannot be indicted. Not that the U.S. Attorney can indict or a special counsel can indict and then the Attorney General can reverse course. That's not what it says. That would undermine the entire argument of almost half a century in these documents. So that makes no sense whatsoever. Moreover, they do make it abundantly clear they mean an indictment of any kind, a sealed indictment kept secret until after he leaves. They even discuss this, that if the statute of limitations runs, then the statute of limitations runs. I just wish people would read these memos before waving them around. So I wanted to clarify that. That's a footnote. Mr. Mueller said in part, and you'll hear some of this, if we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. Is there another person in the country about which a a prosecutor can editorialize in that fashion? No, there isn't. If we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so? Why would Mr. Mueller say such a thing? It's not his job to say such a thing. And why would he say it now? This wasn't a press conference. The press sat there and they wrote things down and they took pictures and they took video. Mr. Mueller said they can't ask him any questions. This would be the same prosecutor who insisted on asking the president questions. He said, no, you can't ask me any questions, media. He even said more. He said he has no intention of testifying before Congress, that this report represents his testimony. Again, the president of the United States couldn't fall back on such an argument that my public statements represent my public statements and you can't question me about them. So Mr. Mueller, who we were told over and over again is an inferior federal employee, prosecutor just like a U.S. attorney, we were told, can't be questioned by the media, can't be questioned by Congress, and that his report is the beginning and the end, but it wasn't the beginning and the end. And I want to tell you why. Today, in eight to nine minutes, Mr. Mueller went further than his written report on collusion and obstruction. That's why the media are so excited. That's why the Democrats are so excited. They are pushing this coup. And Mr. Mueller was always about impeachment, never about indictment. So why did Mr. Mueller go beyond his report today? Why did he even speak today for eight or nine minutes? before he went off into the sunset, into retirement, no doubt, Boca Raton, Florida. Listen very carefully to me, because you're going to hear people repeating this, but this is a result 
of how my brain works based on experience as a former chief of staff to an attorney general. Mr. Mueller made his statement today and went beyond his report because he wanted to give the Democrats everything they wanted today because his report didn't go far enough. And the Democrats were very upset with this report. And so Mr. Mueller went beyond his report. Now, why did Mr. Mueller go beyond his report to give the Democrats what they wanted today? Because Mr. Mueller doesn't want to testify in public before Congress. And the Democrats control these committees in the House of Representatives, specifically the Judiciary Committee. Why doesn't Mr. Mueller want to appear in public before the House Judiciary Committee? Because Mr. Mueller doesn't want his investigation to be scrutinized. Mr. Mueller doesn't want to be cross-examined by the Republicans. He doesn't want any questions about his hirings, about his decisions, about his conduct, about the leaks, about omitting Hillary Clinton, the dossier, the top levels of the FBI, about his coziness with Comey, about whether or not his office leaked, about Mr. Weissman. Mr. Mueller doesn't want to answer any of a thousand and one questions that would be posed to him by the Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee. So he gave the Democrats what they wanted today. They didn't think his report went far enough, so he went further today, contradicting not only himself, but the Attorney General of the United States. And Mr. Mueller knew that the Democrats would turn their guns on Mr. Barr. So this deal was cut. An unspoken deal, body English, a wink and a nod, maybe more for all we know. This deal was cut, some kind of deal, directly or indirectly, a wink and a nod or or something more. I will give you Democrats what you want, but I do not wish to testify about my conduct, the conduct of the people in my office, to have our investigation second-guessed by the Republicans. And there's another reason. For those of you who watch Mr. Mueller, did he seem sharp to you? Did he seem like he was on his game? Did he have trouble somewhat reading through his written statement? Looks like Mr. Mueller is a little bit feeble to me. Looks like, in many respects, Mr. Mueller may have been a figurehead for Mr. Weissman. But definitely he didn't want to testify, secondarily, because he wouldn't perform very well, now would he? Now let me say this. This man has done more damage to our Constitution by turning our justice system inside out, by violating our Bill of Rights, 
by undermining this president than Vladimir Putin could ever hope to do. And I'm no fan of Vladimir Putin, as you well know. But what Mr. Mueller has done to this country, help to divide this country, serve as an operative for impeachment from day one, is unconscionable. It's immoral. It's an outrage. And every serious prosecutor knows it. And every serious FBI agent knows it. And every serious lawyer knows it. And every citizen knows it. I don't give a damn what these people running for the Democrat nomination have to say. They want an easy path. And they know Mueller just helped them. I don't give a damn what Gerald Nadler and the other mobsters who run these committees have to say. They've been pushing the removal of this president before he was president. I can only imagine what the founders of this country are thinking today, what the framers of the Constitution are thinking today. I can only imagine what great jurists like Joseph Story, among others, Learn at hand. I can only imagine what they're thinking today. And then the listen to the legal analysts is the icing on the cake. These politicized attorneys, these buffoons, who present themselves as experts to walk you through the process, many of them former federal prosecutors who don't know a damn thing about the Constitution. Not constitutional scholars. Half of them never held, held, uh, handled appellate cases. Telling you what to think, what to believe. You know what to think and you know what to believe. When I return, I will further unravel this and just to let you know Something I've never done, but I've agreed to do. I will be on Hannity again tonight on Fox at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. I'll be right back. Lovin. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty, with more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Imprimus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit Imprimus.Hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S, dot Hillsdale, dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale.
Well, I have a short segment here. I want to continue where I left off right after the break. But uh, here's what I want to tell you. Turns out we are going to be number one on the New York Times bestseller list. And that's not thanks to me. That's thanks to you. Because I guarantee you they didn't want to do this, given chapter six of the book. And again, thanks to you, we beat some very, very heavy competition. Now, you might say, Mark, why do you want to be on the New York Times bestseller list when you trash the New York Times? Ladies and gentlemen, isn't that the point? Isn't that the point, Rich? Do you think they like me putting their name on my front cover of a book when on chapter six says the New York Times betrays millions? I guarantee you there's a lot of pencil breaking over there. That's okay. Again, thanks to you, we were so far ahead, there was nothing they could do about it. But this is a long-term battle to get this message out of unfreedom of the press. And you're seeing it right now with impeachment, with Mueller. There's no escaping this. There's no escaping this battle. This is why we need to confront this. We support freedom of the press. They don't. We support innocent until proven guilty. They don't. We support due process. They don't. We support the outcomes of a of a, uh, the outcome of a legitimate election. They don't. All roads come through the media. And the modern mass media do not believe in freedom of the press. And that's the point of the book. I explain it in the book. And we should stop allowing ourselves and our country and our future to be defined by them. That's not the purpose of a free press. And so the more of you who join this movement, you Thomas pains out there and buy what is or acquire or just read at the library this pamphlet that i call unfreedom of the press the better so we can spread the word and it's an important word to spread so you did this i want to thank you and the irony is not lost on the new york times or me or you because one of the the worst news organizations, the 1930s, the 1940s, and now. Remember those cartoons about the Jews and Trump? Is the New York Times Company. They're not alone, but it's certainly the worst, in my view. If it's not the worst, it's among the worst. Again, I want to thank you. Amazon's there. You can pick it up there. Any bookstore, any warehouse store. You Levinites are unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, more to come. I'll be right back. Folks, many of our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But sadly, many have lost their way. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse and instead peddle their moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, there's Hillsdale College. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. And as Hillsdale enters its 175th year, their goal is simple and yet profound 
to help students understand what is noblest and best in yourself and the world. Hillsdale College's liberal arts education and vibrant campus community helps students form a foundation for the rest of their lives, a truly life-defining experience. So if you're looking for a college that prizes learning and values intellectual enthusiasm, where everyone shares a strong sense of meaning and purpose, welcome to Hillsdale College. Please visit hillsdale.edu slash admissions to plan a visit and learn more. That's hillsdale.edu slash admissions. The Mark Levin Show is tomorrow's morning show. You can reach Mark now at 877-381-3811. What do you think of my points, ladies and gentlemen? Mr. Mueller would do anything not to testify to have the conduct of his operation exposed, to have serious questions asked about the nature of his investigation. It really amazes me here. They keep saying, nobody's above the law. The president is above, nobody's above the law. Really? Well, it would appear that Mr. Mueller's above the law. And he's delivered to the Democrats time and again, whatever they want. And despite the fact that volume two of this report was an outrage to begin with, he went further tonight. There's no other explanation for this. This was a totally gratuitous event. Not taking any questions. And he will not testify. Does Nadler seem upset that Mr. Mueller announced that he has no intention of testifying? He doesn't seem upset in the least. And Nadler came out with a prepared statement almost immediately thereafter. It just seems so choreographed to me. But even if it's not, it still logically flows. I believe Mr. Mueller, at least to me, seems rather feeble. And I believe that would become apparent after the click lights are on, the nation's watching. Some of these Republicans are quite good at questioning. Most aren't, but some are. He uh, shines the light against them, Barr, delivers, uh, Attorney General Barr delivers him right up to the Democrats as they wish, delivers the, presidents up to the uh, president up to the Democrats, even references impeachment, doesn't use the word, but references it, exactly what the Democrats want. And then off into the sunset he goes, I'm not taking any questions, and even if I were to testify, which I don't intend to, it would just be within the four corners of the report. But he went outside the four corners of the report, did he not? Yes, he did. He went outside the four corners of the report. And now we're not supposed to question him? No, I don't think that's the way it's supposed to work. Do we have any liberal callers? Let me start that way, Mr. Producer. All right, who do we have? On the Mark Levin app, George in New Mexico. What do you think, George? George, you're on. All right. Who else do we have? Fernando, Sirius Satellite, Massachusetts. What do you think? How you doing, Marcus? Uh, okay. Great honor to speak to you. Thank well, you, Mark, sir. Like I, like I was saying to your, um, your screener, I've been waiting all day for the per- first person to come out and say this, what you just exposed, why Mueller did this today. It's, ob- it's so obvious. And I'm just waiting. Who's the first? I, I, I was even going to call into Hannity. Who's going to be the first person to expose this? I'm sure it sounds like it was a, an agreement between the Democrats and him, because all of a sudden nobody's calling for him to get subpoenaed. 
by the Democrats. And also, I want to make a point. The Democrats have the House. The Republicans have the Senate. Why don't the Republicans, why wouldn't they subpoena Bob Mueller, Lindsey Graham, for example, to ask all the tough questions? Well, I hope they will. But the, the actions in the House Judiciary Committee, that's where the impeachment action is. I, I understand and that. so that while the Senate can do that, uh, the, it's the House Judiciary Committee where the focus is. Oh, I understand. But what I'm saying, Mark, is Lindsey Graham stated that he was going to do an investigation. Then when Barr took over, he, as he always does, he backs off. What I'm saying is why don't they call him in? separate from the impeachment that the House will probably go through, and question him on the tough questions that nobody's asked him yet. When did you know? When did you know there was no collusion? And why didn't you tell the American people? That's what gets me the most right there, Mark. It, it's been a cool, like you said. It's so obvious, and I'm just... There's not enough, uh, not enough strong media conservatives saying the truth. I'm, just, 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 just listen to this show. I can't speak for everybody else. All right, Fernando, thank you, my friend. Judy, Ashburn, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go. Uh, Mark, I can't thank you enough for your book. I'm thank 70 you. year out, years old. I'm a terrible reader. I learned with Dick and Jane, but I finished your book in less than a week. That's cover great. to cover, marked it up. It's incredible. And thank I wanted you. to thank you for that. But the other thing I wanted to talk about today, I listened to what Mueller said. Uh, I listened to the whole thing on WML this morning, and the first thing I thought is, why doesn't somebody say, Mueller is a coward. He's afraid to talk to the Republican. He doesn't want to be asked any well, I, I just did that. I'm sorry? I just did that. I know. I noticed your, your last call. You said at the beginning of your show, and that's what I got so excited, somebody finally said what I've been Well, here's, here's how my mind works, maybe much like yours. I'm sitting here thinking, all right, what's going on here? I see what's going on at the surface level. I, I can't expect a real analysis from most of these news operations and their phony uh, legal experts. What's going on here? What is it that Mueller wants out of this? Is he just a hack? Well, he's a hack, but he does not want to be exposed. He does not want to be cross-examined. He does not want his staff to be questioned. He does not want his investigative techniques to be questioned, you know, with the SWAT teams and everything. He doesn't want to be questioned about what he failed to investigate. He doesn't want to be questioned about who wrote the report, why they included aspects in the report. He doesn't want to be questioned about prosecutorial ethics, what goes on in a courtroom and outside a courtroom. He doesn't want to be made mincemeat of, which he would. And so he's... He gives this comment, he, he gives this, this really bizarre event, no questions, in which he, he goes beyond what his report says, even though he says he's, he's uh, going to stick within the four corners of the report, and he leaves. Okay, so I'm thinking, what are the motivations? Well, I think I've just figured him out. That's why I'm laying him out, and you too. I, I think he's just... Um He's a mouthpiece for Weissman. Uh, I don't think he could say anything. You, you pointed it out earlier today. Did, did we notice how he was um, struggling to read from the report? I don't think Mueller was that involved in this whole stuff at all. And this is me independently thinking, but, but when I hear it from you, you, you confer that my beliefs are correct. 
that, that I believe Weissman is behind a lot of this, and uh, Mueller could not testify in front of Congress without Weissman sitting I, in- I, I mean, and I can think of a thousand and one questions asked this guy, can't you? Two. Yes, absolutely. And he doesn't want to answer them. Nope. He doesn't want to come up, and Nadler wasn't all that worked up about it. He didn't say Nadler today, you know, this guy thinks he's above the law. He can't just make statements and walk away. No, 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 no. We have an obligation. We have oversight here in the House Judiciary Committee. No, he said, you know, okay, well, Mueller said what he said. Next, get Trump. All right. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. But that's pretty much what's going on here. I think. What do you think? I'm just testing my theory here because I think it's more than a theory. Sean, Los Angeles, California, liberal, 870 the answer. Go. You mentioned earlier that Mueller divides this country more than Trump has. Can no, more than Putin has. Oh, you said more than Putin has. Thanks for your call. Guy's not even listening. I don't even know if he's sober. Oi. Joe, WPHT, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. How are you, sir? Good, Mark. I'm looking forward to you on, on Hannity tonight. I always love when you come on. Thank you. Mark, that was the most cowardly dissertation from a gutless, any gutless wonder I have ever listened to. Uh, all Mueller accomplished today was to drive the wedge deeper and deeper into our political differences. and spark But didn't he do more than that? He's pushing well, impeachment. And you have to ask yourself, what's this guy's motivation other than ideology? And his motivation is... He is scared to death of testifying. He left us hanging, Mark. He threw it out there that there's there's something very serious with what Russia's tampering. It's up to you to find out and and guess what it is. It could have been Hillary uh, campaign that was the that was the beneficiary of Russia. Hacking. But that's my point. He would have been questioned about these things. Can you see Jim Jordan up there questioning him about those things? But this guy was supposed to be a tough FBI guy. He's a wimp. It's a former Marine. They can't, a Republican. They, who cares about all that? The fact is we're dealing with what he is today, right? Yeah, where did, he, where did everything go wrong, though? Where did he just, where did he lose all his testosterone? All right, my friend. Thank you. We'll be right back. Mark in. Every human being has a common problem. How do I live well? Our happiness and well-being depends on how we answer that question. Hillsdale College President Larry Arn argues that the best book ever written on this subject is Aristotle's Nicomachean Ethics. And a new free online course from Hillsdale College shares Aristotle's teachings that will help you lead the most complete, happy life possible. Register for this free course, Introduction to Aristotle's Ethics, How to Lead a Good Life, featuring lessons from the greatest self-help book ever written, at levinforhillsdale.com. In just 10 on-demand videos, each only 30 minutes long, you'll learn how to confront the chief obstacles to happiness and make the choices that build good character. Aristotle presents a guide for securing a virtuous life. And if you take this free course from Hillsdale and heed Aristotle's advice, your life will change for the better. You can learn how to lead a good life just as every Hillsdale College student does. It's yours for free. At levinforhillsdale.com. That's L E V I N for Hillsdale.com. So, Mr. Muller throws a Molotov cocktail. Another one. 
into the United States. Doesn't want to be questioned about his conduct, not by reporters, not by Congress. Goes further than his report in delivering the Democrats what they want. The Democrats control the committees, and they're in no hurry to talk to Mr. Mueller in front of the American people. Because you see, ladies and gentlemen, they're controlling the narrative. They're Democrat Party media, they're phony legal analysts, the Democrats running to the microphone. Republicans are playing defense. We're all playing defense because we want to get our hands on Mr. Mueller to question him. And now Mr. Mueller is not going to be questioned. Apparently not yet. And so they continue to push their narrative. Mueller said this. Mueller said that. Mueller said this. So Mr. Mueller's credibility goes unchecked. No cross-examination. No questioning. Because Mr. Mueller would be destroyed with even semi-competent questioning by Republicans. He would look like a fool. Not only because of his feebleness, but because there's a lot of problems with his investigation. So the Democrats don't want to affect that narrative. You hear the Democrats running for president. They don't want to hear any more from Mueller. They got everything they wanted from Mueller, especially today. And Mueller got what he wanted from them, which is a pass. Now, if you hear another human being on radio or TV say that, you know you heard it first right here. You can see how the media operates. This guy, Justin Amash, nobody cared who he was. Nobody knew who he was. Now they're celebrating him again. Oh, look at this. He had a town hall meeting. Let's send our cameras in. Why? Because he hates Trump. That's why. Oh, by all means, let's send the cameras in. He's a nobody. He's not even a wannabe. That's how low down the list the guy is. But it doesn't matter doesn't matter let's continue taylor bethesda maryland the great wmal go hello oh. mr levin taylor is that you yes it's me speak to me please hey um so one thing i wanted to point out is um donald trump uh was and currently is surrounded by tons of people so if he was to uh commit obstruction someone else would have to be in on it I noticed on uh, Mueller's statement, he said, well, Trump has immunity, but no one around him does. They could all be prosecuted. Yes, no one's been prosecuted. You know, it's funny you should mention that because on Levin TV, which I taped a few hours ago, and you're right on. Brilliant point. I said that, too, which is, but you're right on. You said it here. I said, you're right. You said, well, we're going to there could be other people involved in obstruction. Yeah, like who? (laughs) Who? Who's been charged? with obstructing this investigation. Name one person. There isn't any. There aren't any people. It's the elephant in the room, and no one sees it. You're, you're right on. Hey, Taylor, don't hang up. I'm going to send you a signed copy of Unfreedom of the Press. And I'll have you know, Taylor, it's the number one New York Times bestseller. So smile when you hear that, because the irony is, is thick. Thank you. Don't hang up. Michael, Alney, Maryland, the great WMAL. Go. It's my honor to talk to you, but didn't uh, Mueller lie to the American people today regarding obstruction of justice by our president? Shouldn't he be indicted for giving false information? Didn't he overstep his bounds by saying that the fact that he could not be indicted, that the president speaks for itself? I mean, in my opinion, this guy lied. 
he perverted everything that he said prior, he should be indicted. He should be thrown in jail at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning right out of his house. This guy is no good for America. He's a disgusting human being. He lies. He, he's, 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 he's lower than the lowest person I've ever met in my life. So that's my opinion of him. I think he should be locked up immediately for lying to the American people. Look at the contradictions from when he came out saying I would have cleared him if I could. This man's, this man is a lunatic and a thief. How much money did he walk away with? All right, my friend. People are angry, and you have every right to be angry because this is an attack on you. It's an attack on the justice system. It's an attack on the president you elected. And you and I both know now we're going to have to hear, hear at least, what, up to the next election, month after month of this crap, this pseudo-phony crap. That's exactly what it is. And they're playing us as fools, but we're not fools. We know exactly what's going on. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Hour 2, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. So this clown, Representative Notwell, a.k.a. Swalwell, he has like a giddy look on his face. It's hard to tell. The, the face is a bit, well, constipated looking, may I say? But they're very excited now, you see. And um, let's just sit back and look at this a second. President of the United States. He gets elected. And immediately they call for his removal. He, his campaign is spied on. Upper echelon of the FBI is trying to destroy his candidacy and then his... Uh, post-election pre-presidency and his presidency. Have you ever seen anything like this? No, you haven't. Has anything ever happened like this in American history? No, not even Nixon. The House has no chance of succeeding in removing this president. All they can do is impeach. Day in and day out, the media play along and give voice to the loudest miscreants in the Democrat Party, the media have played catch with the leakers at the FBI, the intelligence agencies, and the Department of Justice, and I would argue the White House. So they're not going to expose the police state tactics that they themselves are contributing to. And then, of course, they have a red line. They're not going to cross the red line if it changes their narrative. That is, that it's Trump, you see. It's Trump who's the problem. They can't have him testify, that is, Mueller, because it changes the narrative. Now, I want you to think about this. 
on and on and on for months, the president should testify to Mueller's team. Uh, They just want to straighten out a few things. So they were trying to set him up for obstruction. And yet you can't indict a sitting president. So why were they trying to set him up for obstruction? Well, they say because, you know, there could be other people who may be involved in instruction, who are not immune like the president is. And as the caller just said, and you'll see on Levin TV, now wait a minute, there's not a single person who was charged with obstruction, and none of them have immunity around the president when it applies to this investigation. So what's he talking about? He's talking about nothing. He's looking for an excuse, a pretext. Now our eyes here on the Mark Levin show have been wide open when it comes to Mueller and the entire purpose of this process. And my buddies over at Blaze TV and CR in particular, they sent this clip to us, which Mr. Producer has downloaded. This is approximately two years ago, June 20, 2017. A month or so after Mueller was appointed. Just four or five weeks. What's the purpose of this appointment? Cut one, go. He's going to write a report one day, which he knows, which Comey knows, which Schumer knows, and they're all friends, those three. They're all tight. Will be used as the basis for impeachment if they can win the House of Representatives. Mr. Mueller may be investigating individuals and so forth, but his purpose for being unleashed against the President of the United States is to make the case for impeachment, not indictment. This is very, very important to understand. This is why the Democrats are so enthusiastic about him in particular and about that position and why they want it as broad as possible. This is the plan. This is the plan. I don't doubt it for a minute. And the Republicans allowed it to happen. That was on this radio program on June 20th, 2017. That evening, I was on Hannity on the Fox News channel for the second or third time trying to explain that the President of the United States cannot be indicted. So what's the purpose of this? Cut two. go. We've had a debate the last several weeks as a result of the Jim Comey illegal leak through his law uh, professor buddy to the New York Times that... The suggestion is that Donald Trump obstructed justice. Now, you and I know, and anybody with, uh, with any uh, competence knows, that the President of the United States not only didn't obstruct justice, he can't obstruct justice. That aside, this has been the debate for weeks. Obstructing justice, obstructing... Well, will Mueller investigate him? Mueller has investigated That's not the question. That's media insanity. The issue is, why would Mueller investigate a sitting president at all as a criminal matter? Because it's been the position of the United States Department of Justice under Republicans and Democrats in a 1973 memorandum and an October memorandum under the Clinton administration that you must not, cannot indict a sitting president. Not that this president would be, that's not my point. As a matter of constitutional interpretation, for 44 years, That's been the position of the Department of Justice. We've had law professors, homeless people, would-be law professors, all over TV and radio talking about obstruction of justice. We've had media types talking about it. We've had members of Congress talking about it. It doesn't matter. The official position of the Justice Department is we don't charge a sitting president with a crime. We don't charge a sitting president with a crime. And I heard somebody say today, well, of course we can. 
prosecutor can charge him with a crime, and it's up to the attorney general to reverse it. That's not the official position of the Department of Justice. And I wish some of the people on TV would start to pay attention to what's actually going on. They're too clever by half. The memos are clear. And so that means for U.S. attorneys and grand juries, you cannot indict a sitting president under the position of the United States Department of Justice for 44 years. And the reasons are laid out and they're actually quite rational. I used to believe you could years ago, but I've changed my view on that. I changed my view some time ago. Oh, because of Trump? No, I changed my view some time ago on that. In fact, I think the position of the department over the last 44 years is really so thoroughly accurate. None of the arguments I've heard counter make any sense. Well, it's not in the Constitution. Really? Well, show me where U.S. attorneys are in the Constitution. Show me where assistant U.S. attorneys are in the Constitution. Show me where special counsel are in the Constitution. Show me where the Southern District of New York is in the Constitution. Show me where district judges are in the Constitution. Show me where appellate judges are in the Constitution. Congress is authorized to create these entities. The president is authorized to sign off on them. That's how we get legislation. That's how we get the Judiciary Act and so forth and so on. And so we're playing in the play box of statute and statutory interpretation as it applies to the Constitution. Now, let's go to Mueller today. It's going to be painful, but you're with me. We'll do just fine. Mueller today. Cut three. Go. The order appointing me special counsel authorized us to investigate. Let's stop. First of all, we're hearing now these these chirons on TV. Mueller's bombshell remarks. See, this is how it works. Push up the ratings. Push up the hyperbole. Push up the hysteria. And so we're going to get what? Another year of this crap. Mueller's bombshell remarks. Start from the top, please. Cut three. Go. The order appointing me special counsel authorized us to investigate actions that could obstruct the investigation. And we conducted that investigation and we kept the office of the acting attorney general apprised of the progress of our work. And as set forth in the report, after that investigation, if we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. That that is so outrageous. That line will go down in history as exactly what you do not do and what you do not say if you're a prosecutor. It is shameful what this man said. Go ahead. We did not, however, make a determination as to whether the president did commit a crime. The introduction to the volume two of our report explains that decision. It explains that under law... Do you hear his voice? you hear how weak this man is? I'm not talking about weak of, of conscience. I'm talking about his voice. It's weak. He sounds feeble to me. He doesn't want to be grilled in Congress publicly. It's much easier to do this, you see. Go ahead. In department policy, a president cannot be charged with a federal crime while he is in office. That is unconstitutional. Even if the charge is kept under seal and hidden from public view, that too is prohibited. And he's correct about that. That's what the memos say. And anybody who says otherwise 
isn't literate. They're not reading the information. That's there in black and white. No indictment, period. That's what it says. But go ahead. The special counsel's office is part of the Department of Justice, and by regulation, it was bound by that department policy. Charging the president with a crime was therefore not an option we could consider. It's true. Cut four, go. The department's written opinion explaining the policy makes several important points that further informed our handling of the obstruction investigation. Now let's stop there. Mr. Reduce, you hear what I'm talking about in his voice? He's shaky and... He's infirm. I don't mean mentally infirm. I'm saying he's weak. The things he's saying. I mean, it's a a very weak voice. Can you imagine him withstanding eight, nine, ten hours of grilling from serious Republicans with serious questions? He doesn't want any of it. Go ahead. Those points are summarized in our report, and I will describe two of them for you. First, the opinion explicitly permits the investigation of a sitting president because it is important to preserve evidence while memories are fresh and documents available. Among other things, that evidence could be used if there were co-conspirators who could be charged now. But there aren't co-conspirators, and nobody's been charged because there wasn't this conspiracy to obstruct justice. Do you realize not a single person on television has made this point? Unbelievable. Go ahead. And second, the opinion says that the Constitution requires a process other than the criminal justice system to formally accuse a sitting president of wrongdoing. And there he's referencing impeachment. So he picks two out of ten points made in these memos And there he references impeachment. You see, that's the money shot for the Democrats right there. That's why they're going to give him a pass, I think. That's the money shot. That's what they're quoting. That as well as another sentence earlier. Go ahead. And beyond department policy, we were guided by principles of fairness. And and no, you weren't. There's nothing fair about this. It's all tyrannical. Go ahead. It would be unfair to potentially. It would be unfair to potentially accuse somebody of a crime. He can't even read his note cards. Go ahead. When there can be no court resolution of the actual charge. So that was Justice Department policy. Those were the principles under which we operated, and from them we concluded that we would would not reach a determination one way or the other about whether the president committed a crime. Now, that's quite outrageous for two reasons. One, the attorney general has testified on March 5th that three times he and the deputy attorney general asked him, is the reason you're not making a recommendation or you didn't take action is because of these memos? And they said he definitively said no. And you see, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats have been troubled by that early on. And Sinal Mueller says, well, they are, in fact, a problem. And when I'm done making my statement, I'm leaving town. Not a damn thing you can do about it. That's what he's saying. Of course, you can't subpoena him, but you get my point. Go ahead. That is the office's, that is the office's final position. 
And we will not comment on any other conclusions or hypotheticals about the president. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to comment any further. I already brought up impeachment backhandedly. These were the principles under which we operated, and from them we concluded that we would not reach a determination one way or the other about whether the president committed a crime. That's that. The opinion says the Constitution requires a process other than the criminal justice system to formally accuse a sitting president of wrongdoing. Uh, Does Congress, the House, does the House not know about impeachment? Do they not keep talking about it? So why would he reference it here? Because they wanted him to. They needed him to. You see, this man is above the law. It is he who is above the law. Go ahead. We conducted an independent criminal investigation and reported the results to the attorney general as required by department regulations. But what was not required by department's regulations was what you reported to the attorney general, not the fact of a report. Volume two was an impeachment screed. Really not intended for the attorney general, but intended for the Democrats in the House of Representatives and intended for the Democrat Party media. Go ahead. The attorney general then concluded that it was appropriate to provide our report to Congress and to the American people. That's not the way it worked. He didn't give it to the attorney general and he decided it was appropriate to release it. He testified long before you provided him with the report that he was going to release as much of the report as possible. So you knew in advance that the vast majority of what you were going to put in this report would be released to the media and to the Democrats on Capitol Hill. You knew that, which is why you wrote what you wrote. Go ahead. At one point in time, I requested that certain portions of the report be released. The Attorney General preferred to make that in, preferred to make the entire. Do you hear this guy mumbling around, Mr. Producer? Can you imagine him in front of this committee for eight, nine, ten hours, answering tough, serious, substantive, important questions? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. minute and a half here, but I want to continue uh, after the bottom of the hour. In the meantime, uh, folks are very excited around here. We're looking at the New York Times list now, and Unfreedom of the Press was number one not only in hardcover nonfiction, but in combined print and ebook nonfiction. Unfreedom of the Press was number one. Howard Stern Comes Again was number two. The Pioneers were number three. Sea Stories, number four. Educated, number five. I don't even see Michelle Obama in the top five, so we knocked her out. You won't see much of this in the news, ladies and gentlemen. There's been a lot of silence about this, hasn't there? Other than me and on some of the programs with my friends on Fox and and, uh, some of our wonderful uh, uh, bloggers and sites and so forth. But in terms of conservative columnists, you haven't seen many conservative columnists write about this, have you? A handful. Uh, you certainly haven't seen Meet the Depressed or any of the rest write about this or talk about this, have you? No, no, no. They don't want to talk about unfreedom of the press. No way. I'll be right back.
Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now, you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. Mark LEVIN, the voice the liberals want to silence, but... You can talk to Mark at 877-381-3811. If you believe that you're not being snooped on, well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but you're no doubt very wrong. Hackers, governments, and ad companies all slurp up your data. That's why I recommend getting the software that I trust to protect my online activity, ExpressVPN. They're the best. Their apps use powerful encryption to secure your data. ExpressVPN runs in the background of your computer or phone, and then you use the Internet just like you normally would. You download the app, click to connect, boom, you're connected, and you're protected. I never go online without ExpressVPN, and you shouldn't either. ExpressVPN is the fastest VPN, costs less than 7 bucks a month, and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's the key. Take back your online privacy like I did. With ExpressVPN, protect your online activity today. Find out who, how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash mark. That's expressvpn.com slash mark for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash mark to learn more. Don't forget, I will, uh, I will be on uh, Hannity tonight. And I'm in a rare mood to deal with this stuff. I'm in a rare mood to deal with this stuff. 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. You won't want to miss it. I, I don't know that I've ever been on his show twice in a row. Have I, Mr. Producer? The truth is I avoid all uh, uh, being on TV all the time. I be on the TV every day. But when the issues are important, or when I think I've written a book that's important... I do it, and there's a lot of wonderful people. A lot of wonderful people. I mean, Sean Hannity's at the top of the list. But Pete Hegseth and Griff and Jedediah, their morning show, unbelievable. Jesse Waters, just terrific. Um, Judge Janine, wonderful. Wonderful. Brian Kilmeade. Um, who else was on that show? Oh, uh, who else is on that program, Mr. Producer? I'm so tired. My mind is, uh, okay, these guys don't know. Ainsley. Um, Ducey's always terrific. I'm trying to remember if there's, uh, I, I don't want to miss anyone because uh, I certainly don't want to be rude, but I want to thank them all. Shannon Bream at night. That's correct. 
And our radio affiliates, I'm telling you, we have the greatest radio affiliates and the local hosts are absolutely stand up and outstanding. Uh, and uh, other television programs coming. And um, I'm sure I'm missing people and I want to apologize. Oh, yes, of course. Our people at Blaze TV. All over the Internet, websites, organizations, and so forth. I want to thank you all. I want to thank you all. But most of all, I want to thank the American people. Why do I feel like it's my bar mitzvah? It's not my bar mitzvah. All right, let's, let's get back to it. More on Robert Mueller today. And this is what caught my attention more than anything else. Listen very carefully. Cut six, go. Now, I hope and expect this to be the only time that I will speak to you in this manner. Excuse me. What do you mean you hope and expect? You're an inferior employee. Everybody keeps telling me you're an inferior employee like a U.S. attorney. You don't get to dictate, I hope and expect. You got a lot of explaining to do, pal. You're bringing down a president or trying to. You've disrupted the business of the nation. You're a mouthpiece for the Democrats, and you're dressed up as a prosecutor. I uh, hope and expect. Hope and expect nothing. Show a little bit of the courage, one-tenth of one percent of the courage of everybody you've dragged in front of grand juries. Go ahead. I am making that decision myself. No one has told me whether I can or should testify or speak further about this matter. There has been discussion about an appearance before Congress. Any testimony from this office would not go beyond our report. See, he's saying I'm not answering questions beyond what's already public. How do you get away with that? The Republicans must not allow this. Lindsey Graham, you're the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. This guy needs to talk. He needs to be subpoenaed. He needs to be put under oath. If he won't come, he needs to talk in public. I mean, this country belongs to us. Go ahead. It contains our findings and analysis and the reasons for the decisions we made. We chose those words carefully, and the work speaks for itself. And the report is... So so the report speaks for itself. That's it. He's done. That's it. The report speaks for itself. You buy that, ladies and gentlemen? Go ahead. Testimony. I would not provide information beyond that which is already public in any appearance before Congress. See, I'm not going to answer any... Well, make him take that position. Hold him in contempt. Give this guy a little bit of taste of his own medicine. That's what should be done. Go ahead. In addition, access to our underlying work product is being decided in a process that does not involve... Gee, is he mumbling and fumbling or what? This is what I'm talking about. Both substantively... And otherwise, he, he just doesn't want, to, uh, he doesn't want to be grilled. He doesn't mind grilling people, but he doesn't want to be grilled. Go ahead. So beyond what I've said here today and what is contained in our written work, I do not believe it is appropriate for me to speak further about the investigation or to comment. That's it. The man throws Molotov cocktails in every direction, and he doesn't want to speak any further. Pal, let me tell you something. If you had conducted yourself that way originally, that wouldn't be a problem. 
that wouldn't be a problem. But that's not what you've done. You put out 450 pages. 450 pages. You can't say, well, that's it. I've spoke for it. And now you just had a statement, eight and a half minutes long, in which you went beyond your report. You went further than your report to give the Democrats what they wanted, the propaganda they wanted, and to give the media the propaganda they wanted. And I said, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I've said everything I'm going to say. And that's it. I'm done within the four corners. Okay, I'm, I'm out of the government. I'll, I'll see you later. No, uh, sorry, no. Pass the microphone. Go ahead. The actions of the Justice Department or Congress. And it's for that reason I will not be taking questions today as well. How about that? We've never had anything like this that I can think of. So Jerry Nadler, I guess he's feeling better now. Almost immediately after. Cut seven, go. Although Department of Justice policy prevented the special counsel from bringing criminal charges against the president, the special counsel has clearly demonstrated that President Trump is lying. He is lying about the special counsel. I really detest this guy. I really detest this guy. He wants to gather more information. He acts like a fact finder. This is a very, very dangerous man uh, who has an enormous amount of control. Go ahead. Findings. Lying about the testimony of key witnesses in the special counsel's report. And above all, lying and saying that the special counsel found no obstruction and no collusion. In a statement this morning, Special Counsel Mueller reaffirmed his report. It found substantial evidence that Russia attacked our political system. Yeah, well, well, who was in charge back then, dummy? Your party. Go ahead. ...campaign benefited from Russian interference. Okay, the, how, how, no, that's not correct. Trump campaign didn't benefit from Russian interference. The Hillary campaign benefited from Obama interference. Go ahead. That Trump and those around him repeatedly welcomed Russia's support, and that throughout the subsequent investigation... That's not what the report said. This guy is such a liar. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. They never have to be subjected to the same rules and the same threats that they subject everybody else to. There were multiple efforts by the FBI to concoct scenarios in which the Russians were making entreaties to Trump people. There were also actual efforts by the Russians to make entreaties. Every single one of them failed. Every damn one of them. And this guy gets up here and lies to the American people. Nobody is, nobody's parsing his words today on TV, are they? Nobody is uh, fact-checking Nadler over there at the Washington Compost, are they? No, they're not. Go ahead. Trump sought to obstruct Mueller time and time again. Trump didn't seek to obstruct anybody, you jerk. Not time and time again, never and never did he attempt to obstruct anybody. Which is why Mueller was able to do what he did. And they hold this guy Mueller out like he's God. Go ahead. One, the special counsel did not exonerate the president of the United States of obstruction of justice. It's not his job to do that, you jerk. And you know that damn well. Go ahead. 
two, obstruction of justice. By the way, isn't it amazing how quickly he had his talking points and everything was put together? Like he actually knew what was coming, right, Mr. Producer? He, how could he not? Go ahead. Council Mueller found substantial evidence is a serious crime that strikes at the core. He found no serious evidence that there was crime that strikes at the core. Because he didn't put that, he didn't say to the Attorney General of the United States, you know, but for these memos, I think the president should be indicted. Is that anywhere in the report? It's nowhere in the report. It comes out of this big mouth of Nadler's. Go ahead. Of our justice system. Three, the Constitution points to Congress to take action to hold the president accountable for his misconduct. No, the Constitution doesn't point to Congress in this instance. There is no misconduct. Man, oh man, was this a setup from day one. You and I, ladies and gentlemen, we saw this a mile away. They desperately wanted a special counsel. They pressured Rosenstein, a gutless wonder. He appoints a special counsel. There's no criminal predicate. He just wants to take the heat off of himself. Then you have a runaway train with the people Mueller hired, and he doesn't want to be questioned about any of it. They put out a report they're not supposed to put out. That is, it's supposed to be a concise statement of what was and wasn't done, not opinions on the innocence or guilt of any individual, not six of this and half a dozen of the other. But he wrote it. It's an impeachment report. That's why he wrote it. He wrote it for the Democrats. We have a president of the United States that didn't collude, a president of the United States who didn't obstruct, a president of the United States who was a victim, who was spied upon. Meanwhile, the man in charge of that government, Obama, he's off making tens of millions of dollars doing whatever the hell he's doing. Celebrated by the media. Doesn't have to answer a single damn question. His dirty work has been done for him by his surrogates and his cohorts, and he sits back and he smiles at it. It's outrageous. I'll be right back. Lovin. You probably heard people say, I wish this double chin would just go away. Double chins, sagging jawlines, and turkey necks are real problems. Until now. Introducing the new Genesel jawline treatment formulated with MDL technology. Robin S. from Lubbock, Texas wrote, I put that jawline cream on my neck like two or three days ago. That's the best my neck has looked in over 20 years. Several people told me my face looks young and I'm blown away. So sure, you could use expensive or harsh treatments to look younger, but why would you do that to yourself? And right now, get the Genesel jawline treatment absolutely free when you order the classic Genesel for eye bags and puffiness. And with its instant effects, see results in the first 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. Results in the first 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. So go to Genesel.com. That's Genesel.com or call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. And for a limited time, Chamonix will include a second surprise luxury gift free. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or visit Genesel.com. That's Genesel.com. Reminder, I'll be on Hannity tonight in rare form, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. And reminder, 
Let's keep our foot on the gas pedal. Those of you who haven't done it, I would strongly encourage you to seriously consider acquiring your copy of Unfreedom of the Press. It's on Amazon.com at 40% off. It's in any place that sells books. Uh, Books a Million, Barnes & Noble, Costco, Walmart, Target. It's in BJ's and Sam's and uh, really everywhere. So I would encourage you to do that. Now, I was just told, uh, for the folks in Virginia, that's my state. I've lived here for many, many decades. I was just told that not a single one of my books, any book I've ever published, is in any of the Fairfax libraries. You believe this, Mr. Producer? It's the biggest county in Virginia that not a single one of my books is in a local government-run Fairfax County library. And for them, they should be excited. I've got now my sixth New York Times number one bestseller. All of them have been on the New York Times. But there you go. If true, I've told by a reliable source, if true, there's your censorship. That's how it works. Right there. All right, let's take a couple of calls here. This uh, this is a very, very troubling day with Mueller. Very, very good day with us. But this Mueller thing cannot go past uh, without uh, some more aggressive uh, unraveling, as far as I'm concerned. Let's see. I'm looking at this. I'm looking. All right, let's go to Kelly, Waterford, Michigan. On the Mark Levin app, how are you? Um, hi, Mark. Thank you. Um, congrats on your book. I wanted to say that I think um, we're going to be okay over what Mueller has done because the right part, the, uh, us on the right, we're used to um, the backstabbing and the betrayal, but the left isn't used to this, and now they've been abandoned by Mueller. The, pro- and- the, pro- the problem with this is there's a lot of people in the outer suburbs and others this kind of stuff influences them. And that's what the Democrats know. And let me tell you, the game plan is, I discussed this the other day, is to drive down his ratings to the mid-30s and then move on impeachment. Right now, he's too popular. But they're hoping the drumbeat will bring him down, bring him down. That's what Pelosi's waiting for. That's why we'll investigate and see where it leads. Investigate. They know they have the the uh, Praetorian Guard media in their back pocket, which is exactly why I wrote this book, Unfreedom of the Press. They're working with the media. The Democrats are hoping to push down his ratings, push down his popularity, and then they plan to strike. Okay. Do you think that uh, Mueller, he, he's basically washed his hands of this. He said he, he took his ball and he left the plane. Well, they need to drag his ass back into the United States Congress Use some of the language they use with Barr. You know, we'll arrest him, uh, we'll handcuff him, we'll put him in the cafeteria, their version of jail. We'll do whatever we have to do that Mr. Mueller's going to testify. And uh, I think the Republicans must demand it. They cannot allow this narrative to stand. That was the whole point of this spectacle today, to help the Democrats and for Mueller to escape scrutiny. B.S. Don't help the Democrats. Hold this man to account and expose this whole thing to the American people. That's what the Republicans must do. I'll be right back. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. 
scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have to continue. I know you don't want to with some of this, but we must. Because otherwise, who else is going to stand between the president and Congress but us? Nadler couldn't be uh, quick enough to the microphone today. Let's go to cut nine, Mr. Producer. Go ahead. Congressman, will you move then forward with impeachment proceedings? So let's stop. I, I should have done a better job with building a foundation here, which is this. I want you to listen to this so-called reporter pushing impeachment, pushing the agenda. Now, cut nine, go. Congressman, will you Thank move you. then forward with impeachment proceedings? And given what Mueller has said, meaning that he feels as though the report says all that he needs to say, will you then subpoena him to testify in front of Congress? With respect to impeachment question, at this point, all options are on the table and nothing should be ruled out. What special counsel Mueller said loud and clear today for the American people. Well, well he sounds like he's making it like he's Mussolini. Little Mussolini. For now on, that's that. That's Nadler, little Mussolini. Go ahead, little Mussolini. President Trump is lying when he says no collusion, no obstruction, and that he was exonerated. If Mueller wanted to exonerate the president from having committed the crime, he would have said so. Instead- hey, dummy! Uh, prosecutors don't exonerate. I don't. I don't know how, m- how many more times we have to repeat this. This guy's either dense or he's a little Mussolini. Maybe he's both. Go ahead. He says he would have said so. Instead, the special counsel makes clear that obstruction of justice, which he found substantial evidence of, is a serious crime that strikes at the core of our justice system and that the Constitution points to Congress to take action to hold the president accountable. That's exactly what we will do. Oh, wow, tough guy. You didn't answer his question about Mueller. You going to subpoena Mueller? You going to subpoena him? I guess not. Let's go to cut 11. We have Nancy Pelosi. She was at the Commonwealth Club today, and before she started with this stuff, she's busy introducing her family members. 
who are present at the Commonwealth Club in San Francisco. Beautiful event. Go ahead. Now we have to get it unredacted for the public, but nonetheless, and for the Congress, by the way, they'll say to me, oh, we'll show you. And I say, that's not it. We want the American people to know. Oh, they want the whole report for the American people, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the four or five sentences that must be really unbelievable. The stuff must be all hidden behind those sentences, you see. And this is probably the same Nancy Pelosi. It's hard to tell. Her voice dropped a few octaves. Who uh, was very disappointed the president is agreeing to release all the other information related to her party. Go ahead. Well, you're going to show me and then I'm bound by classified uh rules of the house not to tell anybody no, you know nobody fixed. has doctored this audio right mr producer nobody's doctored this audio and she still sounds like an imbecile you don't have to doctor there she sounds like an imbecile on her own a full-bred imbecile luckily planned parenthood didn't know that she was an imbecile or she might not be with us let's go to cut 10 please go ahead as Gloria indicated, he did say if he saw any evidence that the president was not, um, was innocent, he would have let us know. This, this is incredible. Looking for evidence that the president is innocent. Who are the fascists here, ladies and gentlemen? We have a rogue prosecutor who is dragging this country away from our constitutional system. We're looking for evidence that the president is innocent? Go ahead. The evidence that the president was not uh, guilty, he would have let us know, but he didn't. He didn't, and I think that was very, very important. Yes, well, I, I bet you did. I bet you thought that was very, very important. <laughs> I bet you did. And why was that very, very important? Why are you propping up the special counsel, and why is he propping you up? We know why, don't we, ladies and gentlemen? This is all a charade. Or as they like to say, Mr. Nadler's district, a charade. This is all a charade. Like Senator Charade. He's a charade. Go ahead. Deepest respect for him and thank him and his team for presenting the... Ah, shut up, you idiot. You rambling buffoon. It's exactly what you are. Oh, the, the Washington Compost. Would oh, you see the beautiful clothing she's wearing? When, Ron, when, when Nancy Reagan was wearing beautiful clothing, they want to know... How much was it? Where'd you get it from? What about the homeless people? This woman, she's got the biggest pearls in the world hanging from her neck that her back has bent over. She's got all kinds of expensive clothing and all the rest. Ooh, look at that, a fashion plate. They do the same thing with Michelle Obama. And you really have a true knockout in the first lady now. And they don't even talk about her. Unless it's something negative. All eyes on Nancy Pelosi. Is this a joke? She's quite the fashion whiz there. You ought to hear Nancy Pelosi. Where's that big dummy husband of hers, Paul? Of course, still we don't know anything about Paul Pelosi, or double P, and his investments and his real estate dealings. None of that. No, 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 don't ask. Or her children. No, don't ask. Or their bank account, no. Or their finances, no. No. It's Nancy Bella Lugosi. 
All right. Now we have uh, Pete Buttigieg, or whatever the hell his name is. Even the Democrats call him Mayor Pete. They don't know how to... Mayor Pete. What's his last name? Buttigieg? Buttigieg. I I don't know. B-U-T-T-I-G-I-E-G. E-I-E-I-O. He's in on the crowd. They all are. The Democrats are very excited. Cut 12. Go. The message really is over to you, Congress. Look, uh, a lot of people were waiting to see if Mueller would charge the president. What he reminded everyone was he's part of a DOJ. That All right, says- thanks for nothing. Then we have Kamala Harris, who we always know is very sober thinking. Very sober Kamala Harris has accomplished as a senator exactly nothing. Just like Obama, just like Biden which qualifies her to be president in the Democrat ticket. Cut 13, go. And most importantly, what we learned is that the special counsel did not return an indictment because of that memo. But we also learned Bob Barr and the deputy attorney general, who used to like Kamala, and other professional lawyers in the Department of Justice who probably hadn't worked on the Obama-Clinton campaigns, who probably hadn't donated to Obama and Clinton, and luckily none of them were named Weissman, that uh, they concluded otherwise. Does it bother Kamala Harris that Mr. Mueller violated rules of professional ethics? Not in the least. The ends justify the means. Go ahead. In other words, but for that memo... I believe the, a fair inference from what we heard from Bob Mueller is that there would have been indictments returned against this president. L- and- listen to how this is discussed. Look, there would have been indictments. There could have been indictments. There should have been. Ind- were there indictments? Were there even efforts to indict? No, but there would have, could have, should have. And the should have, could have, would have. And the, and the would have, could have, should have. Look. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're talking about removing a president of the United States, which is the purpose of, indi- of impeachment, you better have some really serious stuff on this guy, like Clinton, who did commit crimes. You better have some really serious stuff. They've got nothing. So they're trying to manufacture it. And they've got lapdog journalists, so-called, who are promoting this. This injustice. Then we go to Eric Swalwell of the famous Swalwell High Wire Act. And uh, Swalwell, who's not well. Eric Notwell, he's on <coughs> excuse me, MSLSD. I'm sure this will be absolutely brilliant. Cut 16, go. Uh, what did that, that roughly nine-minute statement from Bob Mueller, what, what did it do for calls from, from folks in your party, uh, those calls for impeachment? See, this is, this is what passes for journalism today. That's Craig Melvin. Sounds like an idiot. What did that do? He, he knows what he wants. Well, I kind of uh, hyper-intensified it. Uh, yeah. Let's go to not well. Go ahead. It's it certainly, I think, will amplify uh, those calls. It's a road that I've always said that we're going to be on and, and end up at. Anyway. Wow, that not well is Nostradamus. So you got these left-wing radical kooks, throwbacks to the old Soviet Union, on the House Judiciary Committee, which is a star chamber, 
led by this mobster, this political mobster, Nadler, who's a hypocrite and a fraud, and he has been from day one. Okay, you know, like I predicted, you know, you didn't predict. This was the plan. It was always the plan. Go ahead. But taking a step back, Craig. Take a lot of steps back. And get out of our face. Now, that's uh, not well. So you can see the conga line of left-wing Democrats in and out of the media. That's exactly what Mueller wanted to create. No pressure for him to testify. No pressure for cross-examining him. None of that. He's off to retirement. He's off to retirement. I wonder where he's going to retire to, Mr. Producer. Where in Florida will he go? What's that place in Central Florida? What's in, what's the name of that? The something or other. Fill in the blank. Why do I ask you guys? You don't know any of this stuff. You know what's where a lot of senior citizens go. All right, never mind. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The villages, that's right. Robert Mueller is going to retire. He's going to go to the villages. Uh, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just assuming that because he says he's done, he's retired, and off he goes. Well done. Well done, Bob. May I call you Bob? There's a lot of other things I've been calling you under my breath. Rich, Dallas, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go. Honored to speak with you, Mark. Hey, just a quick heads up. I work in the area. I've got your book, Unfreedom of the Press, as relevant now as it ever could be. Um, you've been right every step along the way. I started listening to you about, right about when all this broke out. And the the parting shot I'll leave, I know you got a lot of callers backed up. The parting shot I'll leave at the whole Mueller report conference this week, today, was it's, it's a sad fact where the alleged Russian criminals get better treatment from the legal system with the presumption of innocence than does the president of the United States with Mm -hmm. the whole, I think he's guilty, but we can't prove it, but et cetera, et cetera, Let cetera. Let me ask you a question, Rich. Did Mueller say we had evidence of a crime that met the probable cause standard, but we couldn't indict the president? Did he say that? No, sir, he did not. No, he didn't say that. Isn't that amazing? And as we discussed earlier, did he say we had to question the president about obstruction and thereby found others who had obstructed and charged them with obstructing this investigation? Did he say that? I didn't hear that either. No, I didn't hear that either. Isn't it amazing? What a coincidence, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, and what exactly was the purpose of his statement today? Why was it necessary? Oh, this this was more fodder for the Democrats and Nadler and. Nancy Pelosi to and 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 tell me tell me Rich weren't they negotiating for his testimony? Well, I think they would be disappointed if he if he actually got on there now because he said he wasn't wouldn't and if he if he did testify, correct me if I'm wrong, as the constitutional scholar, wouldn't he have to present his evidence or lack thereof? Well, he could certainly be asked about it. He doesn't want to be asked about it, does he, Rich? Exactly. No, he doesn't want to ask you. I'm, no, I'm, I've written Robert so, 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 So the Democrats have their narrative. They're pushing impeachment. Why would they want Mueller to be uh, grilled up there by Republicans? Uh, they, well, because it would disprove their narrative. 
And uh, maybe they'd ask him questions like, have any members of this committee ever been in touch with you? Have they ever referred anything to you? Have you ever leaked? Have any of your members ever leaked? I mean, I can think of a zillion questions for this guy, couldn't you? Well, we need to get you on that panel asking asking Mueller those questions. Well, we need to get Mueller. And didn't he sound a little feeble to you? Oh, he, he sounded, oh, yeah, he sounded about as bad as Nancy Pelosi's been sounding. Like. I was just going to say, Nancy Pelosi and drag, or vice versa. Boy, they're, they're making a gruesome twosome, aren't they? <laughs> All right, Rich, thanks for your call. Thanks for your call. You're going to be more furious with the press now than you were before today. And I really want us to get our heads around this. I really want us to deal with this. I really want us to use alternative platforms. Uh, and it is, well, you can view my unfreedom of the press as a sort of Mueller report on the press. Maybe you folks in the press might like that. But this really is a book you ought to read. It's a wonderful book for Father's Day. It's a book to read and share with your friends and family and your coworkers. I want you to go on Amazon.com next break. And I want you to look at the five-star ratings. 97% of the ratings are five-star. And these are verified purchasers of the book, not the little hit jobs that go on there and will go on there and say the things that they say about you and me. Forget about them. I want you to read the five stars. You know, it's one thing to be a fan of mine, but you're not sycophants. You don't just do, I'll do what Mark says. That's not, that's not you, and that's not what I would certainly want. You're smart. You're the smartest, smartest audience of audiences in America. I want you to look at those five stars. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but we have sold hardcover books, audio, and e... What do they call it? e books. Almost 150,000 in the first week. Now, that's unheard of. I wasn't on Meet the Depressed or Bad Morning America or... Uh, Nobody watches CBS Morning or any of those shows. I wasn't on any of the comedy shows. I wasn't out there trashing Trump in order to try and hawk books. This is us, conservatives here on Fox and other, other parts of the, uh, of the media, communication uh, thread and so forth, the old-fashioned way. And so... Uh, I want to strongly encourage you to take a look at those Amazon ratings, read the comments, and if you haven't jumped in yet, we need as many people to jump in as possible. I'm hoping we can get a million people to jump in. Mr. Producer looked at Amazon. He said, oh, the Mueller report is ahead of uh, unfreedom of the press. I'm not worried about that. These things go up and down. I'm just not sweating it. I'm not sweating any of that. Period. I just want to get the word out. I don't have time to go anywhere, uh, so I don't even have time to take a call. All right, what we're going to do when we come back is take some of your calls. You're very upset and frustrated about what's taking place in this country. I don't disagree with you. We're going to do the very best we can here, we, you, together. Uh, and in about an hour, I will be on Hannity, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. That's two nights in a row. That's very rare, but... But this was necessary. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the most popular conservative author in America. 
Call in to the Mark Levin Show now at 877-381-3811. Since getting my ex chair, I love spending time in my office. I never realized how uncomfortable my old office chair was till I sat in my beautiful ex chair. And now I have the comfort and support my body needs. And because of that, I'm more productive than I ever imagined possible. X-Chair's secret is the Dynamic Variable Lumbar Support, or DVL. This patented feature is what sets the X-Chair apart from every other office chair in the world. Ideal posture and support equals comfort. And where you're comfortable, the hours spent in the office honestly fly by. So switching to an X-Chair is the smartest business investment I've ever made. You need to feel the DVL difference for yourself. X-Chair is on sale now, $100 off. Just go to xchairlevin.com, xchairlevin.com, or give them a call, 1-844-4-X-Chair. X-Chair comes, listen to this, with a 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of complete satisfaction, and you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. Go to xchairlevin.com right now, use code XWheels, and you'll receive a free set of the new X-Wheels with your chair, too. XChairLevin.com or give them a call at 1-844-4-X-Chair. All right. Let's see here. Rita, Alexandria, Virginia, the great WMAL. Wow. WMAL is wide awake. Go. Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I hope you don't grill me like you did, Rich. Um, I did watch the Mahler speech today. Yes. And um, here, here are my thoughts on it. it. It seemed like it was the flip side of the Comey speech uh, July 5th, I think it was 2016. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking of that one, Comey and Mueller, and I'm wondering how did either of these guys succeed in their jobs producing that quality of work? And I was watching Mueller and like you said, he was stumbling over his words. And it it seemed like maybe they weren't his words. You know? Well, you you know he spent a lot of time going over those words, um, preparing those words. Uh, he wanted to make a, uh, a splash. He knew he would make a splash. He knew he would make it with the media. He said exactly what he wanted to say, and exactly what he wanted to say was highly partisan, highly political, and served the purposes of the Democrats who were not happy with his report Now they're happy with him again. The media are happy with him again because he went further than the report and then he left the stage and now they just don't care if he answers questions. Yeah. Well, it almost seemed like maybe those words were written by somebody else and he's being... Well, who knows? But the point is they came out of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Rita. I appreciate your call, my friend. Thank you very much. Lamar! Center Point, Iowa, Sirius Satellite, go. Hey, Mark, good to talk to you again. Um, so if the DOJ says you can't indict a sitting president, okay, we understand that. But uh, they do say that you can investigate one, and presumably that's to preserve the case and the evidence. So oh, that that's what the, he said. Right, in, into the future, then the presumption is that they would indict the, the president once he leaves office. Well... In order for that to occur, then a determination of a crime had to be made, and there wasn't one made by Mueller. 
So he left that to bar, and he determined there was no crime, so there can never be an indictment. That's, that is another great point. What you're saying is, let me, let me try and rephrase one second. What you're saying is, okay, you can still indict the individual after they're president of the United States, but you chose to turn the question over to the Attorney General of the United States that he, the Deputy Attorney General, and their professional civil servant staff said, no, there's no indictable offense here. So you're saying if Mueller really believed there was, why didn't he just wait? And if he believed there was, then why would this not be uh, considered 6E information? Uh, you know, I think that goes too far. It doesn't, uh, but I, I think you have a fine point uh, in your original point, and I think it's an important point. Tell you what, Lamar, do you have a copy of Unfreedom of the Press? Don't be scared. Yes or no? I, no. I'm going to send you a signed copy, so don't hang up. And just so you know, it's a New York Times number one bestseller. I'm sure that'll persuade all of you. Not. Okay. Let's go to Edward, Dallas, Texas, the great WBAP. How are you? Good, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I'm hoping you can answer a question for me. Let's let's say you've been accused of a crime that you didn't commit. You're totally innocent of that crime. Let's say it's money laundering. But you lie to the investigators and you encourage your family and friends to lie to the investigators, even though you're innocent, because you don't want them to discover that you are indeed drug trafficking. Is that obstruction of justice? Yes. Okay, so you were accused of a crime. The investigators, they never discover the drug, so you're never charged with a crime. You walk away innocent. But you obstructed justice. That's what you're saying. Why is that not the case here with what Trump did? Why do you think? I think it is. I think he did obstruct justice, and that's what Mueller There's no said. crime. You just gave me an example of one crime versus another. There's no crime here. There's no, nobody else who obstructed justice. Nope. When, the prosecutor, when the prosecutor said, well, you know, we investigated him, you know, just in case there's some... There was never anybody else because nobody obstructed anything. Mueller did his thing. The president wanted to fire Mueller. He would have fired Mueller. To that point that no one else obstructed justice is because they refused to follow the the president's commands like the lawyer, Don McGahn. No, that's not correct. The president said he never told McGahn to fire him. Besides, as Barr said, you see, your typical lib, plus as Barr said, That's not what the president said, even according to the report. The president said that Mueller was conflicted based on all the liberal Democrat donors that he picked. That was the reason why he wanted to remove him. The president is free to do that. The president didn't say, I want to remove him to kill the investigation. You understand the difference? Yes. Now you understand. That's called me educating you. All right, let's go to Steve. Great Falls, Montana. On the Mark Levin app. Go. Yes, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Uh-huh. I don't understand why uh, Mueller can't be sanctioned for his egregious prosecutorial behavior. I think he can be. I mean, there, at, at the very Has least, somebody tried? I don't know. Has somebody filed anything with the various bars that he may be a member of? I think there's some serious question about it. I've seen, I've seen attorneys in my small town get sanctioned for far less. Mm-hmm. So... I think I think it should be attacked that way. All right, my friend. I appreciate your call. Let us go to Mike, New York City, New York, home of Mayor DeCamio. 
the great WABC. How are you? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you for uh, being our interpreter because we can never understand this democratic BS. And uh, <laughs> I think now's the time to strike because the iron is hot. They're not. They're not feeble. They're they're rope open. Okay, until they could strike, they have a lot in common with these freaking predators that they look dead, they smell dead, and they act like they're dead. But they're going to strike when the minute they can. So I, I think our chance now is to fight them back. We've got to subpoena them and get them to lie under oath. All right, my friend. I appreciate your call. Let's do some blind calls here. Let's have some fun. Caller number three. To whom am I speaking? Who are you, sir or, or madam? Caller number three. Who are you? I'm very well. What is your you name, sir? Think- what is your name? Yes. Yeah. Tom. And where are you from? Pennsylvania. Can you prove that, sir? Yes, I'm from Cranberry Township, Pennsylvania. Well, that doesn't exactly prove it. Can you hold your license up to the mouthpiece, please? (laughs) All right, sir. You're a good guy. Go ahead. So, uh, I think this political talk needs to be connected to the cultures. Like, why is it that we don't, as conservatives, link our comments to the contrast of culture, such as Democrats. You could show a collage of the Democratic so-called culture on a split screen next to the Republican, oh, okay, conservative culture, and say, these are wacko people. I mean, I could envision it. I could make the video myself and say, where are we going with these wackos compared to where we should go with sensitive, thoughtful people? By the way, where you, there's a place called Cranberry, did you say Cranberry, Pennsylvania? Yes. Where is that? It's like 30 miles north of Pittsburgh. Oh, all right, western Pennsylvania. Yeah. And uh, what's the main product in Cranberry, Pennsylvania? The main product is commerce. It's beautiful suburbia. Commerce. Why did they name it cranberry? They used to grow cranberries there? Yes. Really? All right, sir. Do you know I don't like cranberries? Do you like cranberries? Mm, They're they're like medium. Medium pleasure. Medium pleasure, like you can live without them. I can live without them. I could eat them. All right, my friend. Well, thank you. We'll be right back. This whole thing was orchestrated today. If not, it was, it was a grand coincidence. I'm not into grand coincidence myself. But too much fits in place that helps the Democrats, it helps Mueller, trashes the President of the United States. All right, let us go to Michael, Georgetown, Delaware. Uh, How may I help you, sir? Well, I would just like to thank you, Mr. Levin, for actually representing the speech for what it was, because that was nothing more than a lack of evidence indictment against President Trump. And that's all I've heard on the radio all day, is how... Uh, there's nothing more than what was in the speech 
from what was in the report, but that's clearly not true. Clearly not true. And uh, uh, I think the Republicans really need to push hard to try and force this man to testify. You've got the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. We've all talked about that, Lindsey Graham. But more importantly, the Republicans in the House of Representatives. Uh, because, yep, go ahead. I would love to see Lindsey Graham do something about it, whether he does or he doesn't. Somebody's got to do something because this is out of control for law enforcement to do that. I'm involved in law enforcement. I say this much if I find a warrant with what they did, I'd be out. It's amazing, isn't it, sir? It's Absolutely. Nothing, nothing of what I've seen in the last two years, no way justified. And, and the media could care less. Now, if you did that, they'd be all over you. Oh, yeah, I'd be, uh, I'd be the poster boy for the next person who was, you know. The Philadelphia the Inquirer would, uh, would take care of that, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. All right, my friend, be safe out there. Now, if you've already made the choice to ditch the Democrat Party media and sign up to watch Levin TV on the Blaze TV network, you can tune this out. You've already seen the difference firsthand between what we're doing and what the so-called journalists are doing on Democrat TV. If you haven't tried out Blaze TV, our wonderful network yet, and watched the Levin TV program, you shouldn't wait any longer. You may have heard that my brand new book on freedom of the press just came out. Gee, I think you did. Well, you made it number one. We do the same thing on Levin TV. I go through just how the media devolved into its current state, why you need to find alternatives. And that includes blazetv.com. The news is beholden to ratings now, not the truth. They're interested in sound bites that will hook viewers and won't offend their, their left-wing advertisers. On Levin TV, we're doing our homework. We're bringing you analysis of the stories that matter. We're about Americanism and patriotism and constitutionalism, the goodisms. These are the tools that we use on the program. So right now, you can get a free free 30-day trial of Blaze TV and Levin TV at blazetv.com or give us a call at 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-LEVIN-TV. And I do a program at least three days a week, sometimes more, so I hope you'll watch us. We also have specials on the program on the uh, on Levin TV as well. Let us go to David. Sherman, Texas, the great WBAP. Go. Hi, Mark. How are you? Okay. Well, Mr. Mueller started off by saying that you're innocent until proven guilty. But then he went on to imply just the opposite. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering if someone like that could be disbarred for malpractice. Here's how this process works. People can file a complaint with the disciplinary committee of the of the various jurisdictions. It's overseen by the Supreme Court of the state. Uh, the people who review this are almost always lawyers, lawyers judging lawyers. Their staff do the reviews, and then their appeal, their appeal processes. And I suspect that Mr. Mueller wouldn't have a problem getting through that. Hmm. Is there nothing else that could be done? No. Yes. Uh, actually, I'm wrong. The Republicans need to drag him up there and grill him and get to the bottom of this. And put them under oath. And maybe do what uh, these various Democrat congressmen have been suggesting. Maybe we could handcuff him to a chair instead of uh, Bill Barr. Remember all that? (laughs) People are insane. 
All right, David, thank you for your call, my friend. Dustin, Evansville, Indiana, the great WGBF. Go. How you doing today, Mark? All right, hey, thank you. I would definitely put Mueller up in front of the uh, the Congress and have him testify. Mm-hmm. I would ask him all kinds of questions about what did he know, what kind of uh, information was he getting you know, across the board from Democrats, you know, contacts coming from Russia, you know, and what, you know, what kind of contacts were those, what were they saying about it, you know, with all the stuff that Hillary had going on, you know, with the uranium and all that other stuff, you know, there's some information there. They were definitely supporting, you know, the Hillary campaign and not Trump. There was no collusion there, and we we both know this. Mm-hmm. Then one other thing, I would even take it a step further, and I would I would tell everybody that the United States is poking a dog and poking a dog, Russia collusion, Russia, Russia, Russia. You know, they're running around right now, you know, talking to their allies. You know, you keep poking that dog once, once too many times, you know, you're going to get bit. All right, sir, thanks for your call. I'm not sure what you mean. I have no problem poking that dog. Because that dog's poking us. It's flying in our airspace, over Alaska, over California. Uh, Putin's a very bad guy. A very, very bad guy. How much time do I have, Rich? Don, Daytona Beach, Florida. Go right ahead, sir. Hi, Mark. How you doing? All right. Um, I am in full agreement with you to bring Mueller in front of the uh, house. Uh, I... I thought it as soon as the report came out. I said, okay, Mueller, what's the difference between obstruction of justice and somebody defending themselves from wrongful prosecution? Can you please tell me that? And and how did you choose the team that you chose to work with? That, that second question is very important. It's very, very important. And he doesn't want to answer that question. And there's so many other questions. What a wonderful uh, uh, group of callers tonight. We appreciate it. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. See you in 30 minutes on Hannity TV on Fox, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Please get your copy of Unfreedom of the Press. Those of you who have, I cannot thank you enough. Spread the word, the message that's in the book. And I'll see you tomorrow. Take care. God bless. God bless.